Hi, this is Luigi Subtil. I play Sean Archer uh, on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Men and Family Chats. Hey guys, welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. And I'm Jeanette. And we are back with our second to last Chicago podcast. And I know we've said this. Sad. I know we've said this every week for like the last three or four recordings. We don't know when it's coming back, which is why this, it seems particularly hard for me to go to near the end of this season. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, no, I'm going to keep going to youth group on Wednesday nights, but I don't know what I'm going to do with my time when I don't have this going on. But we are starting with Chicago PD again, as as we will for the next one, too. But we dug into my guy here a little bit. And I know that Jeanette takes issue with the fact that Dante can sometimes be my favorite over Adam Ruzek. But Dante's my guy. So gonna, if, I, if I didn't have my headphones on, I'd plug my ears right now. So I didn't hear that being said. <laughs> do love but, Ruzek, but Dante is pretty amazing. I just want to know, and I think I said this in the group chat, is there beef between Benjamin and Patty? Because why can they not be in an episode together for the most part? Like, what's happening? Maybe it's they weird, realize right? that they're the top two favorites. So they have this idea that, well, we got to spread so them out. Give so us keep what returning. we want. Like, put them both together. Why can they not interact together? It's weird. But I find that even with Kevin, like Kevin's there, but he didn't have much of a role. Like when they, I feel like Chicago PD is the one in the Chicago universe where they can't really focus on more than one character at a time. They'll have others in there, but they will not focus on more than one at a time, which is fine. But then you don't like Haley and Dante's who we've gotten the last two weeks with Mm -hmm. a little bit of Hank thrown in there. We barely got any Kevin. We barely got any Kim. We barely got any Adam. Yeah. But I noticed that with Adam kevin and dante specifically those three if one has the lead the other one is not there too much hotness that's <laughs> exactly what hotness i think we is. cannot we cannot have all three of those men on our screen right it has, if you notice it was it was kevin's heavy storyline and then it was adam's and then it went back to kevin and then it was dante and Haley, and then it was dante and then next week kevin kevin is apparently going to feature in some heavy way and we'll talk about that later but it i do like that they do cycle through them at least <laughs> Everyone. I guess I just wish I want the ensemble because it used to be I miss so, like, that I kind of hate that they don't do that anymore but mm-hmm. uh, all in all great episode though so yes. I mean I won't complain I mean Dante's getting a little backstory on him is something I think we've been wanting even though this backstory wasn't I mean I feel like it wasn't exactly what I thought it was gonna be like yeah it's a little darker than I expected I think See, um, I thought the opposite I thought because I know Dante and I know why he's my favorite and it started with that big cross on his back and the Bible verse he kept up in yeah. his locker. So like, I had a feeling, no, this is not going to be the way we think it is. Although the entire episode, I was freaking out. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I was, I was afraid. I, I thought he had a much darker past. I mean, like yeah, by this episode, I thought he had a much darker past mm-hmm. than the, you know, it turned out okay. But I mean, we knew all along his, I mean, his community's been giving him a hard time about being a cop. Like, yeah. we already knew that part. I mean, like, which I think that's probably typical. I feel like Kevin gets the same treatment. I think yeah. sometimes in these, like, high crime areas, if, you, if you're if you there, I mean, they don't expect you to grow up and be a cop. Mm-hmm. It's not really respected like it is in other places. So. But I think with Dante, the difference is, is what his backstory is or what people believe of his backstory. Mm-hmm. And now he's a cop. They see it as almost like he's being traitorous, but also... You don't deserve yeah. to have what you have right now. We know who you really are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Mia kind of surprised me. I think she was, I didn't, like, I I get her frustration, but I really thought she would have 
moved past it and seen that he had no choice, this was the right thing to do. I thought she would have been okay by now with everything. I did I, not like I don't her. No, it was. Episode. I didn't really either. It upset me that she was so just. I don't know, awful to him. I mean, for the most part, like I wasn't. He didn't uh, decide to. Me. He didn't force her brother to commit crime. Right. He chose to right. commit crime. It's mm-hmm. like you think that just because she's your brother, he shouldn't have any consequences. No, mm-hmm. there yeah. are consequences. If it wouldn't have been Dante, it would have been someone else. And she should have been thankful it was Dante who handled that. Or it would have been a lot worse for him, most likely. The only reason, if I remember the story correctly, the only reason that her brother didn't get a longer sentence and didn't get in as much trouble is because Dante was there advocating for yes. him. So yes. for her to continue to punish Dante over and over again, when Dante, and you could tell that when Dante walked after her, he was just so sad that the relationship was what it was. Yeah. And it made me sad. And I don't think he deserved it. And I didn't like it. So I was mad at her the entire episode. Yeah. I didn't like it either. And I didn't like, I don't know. I mean, this guy won. I mean, it was clear like that interaction that they, they knew each other and, you know, they all knew yeah. that he was involved with him in some way. Um, I definitely didn't expect it to be, the involvement that it turned out to, like mm-hmm. i didn't expect that yeah it was kind of shocking to think that he was sort of his enforcer or whatever he was mm-hmm. like that was um that's when i started thinking like oh my god dante what have you done <laughs> in the past you know like, oh my gosh although i do um, want to say that jeanette did come into our chat and say this is a point when she thought dante was much darker than he was and she came into our chat and said um Amanda, you're going to have a bigger crush on Dante than before. And I said, oh, then what am I going to feel? And you said, no, you like green flags. We like red flags. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, this makes me sound crazy when I say stuff like this. It's embarrassing. Um, when he would like was acting like he was going to waterboard the guy, like I didn't want him to, obviously, because that's terrible. She says with a big grin on her face. <laughs> but there was something, I like the aggressiveness of his, like, I don't know. I can't even explain this without sounding like a <laughs> I'm enjoying person, watching you try though. Look, here's the thing. I know for a fact that there are listeners out there that understand. There, yes, I'm not the only there one. Are. No, I'm I not the only one. Otherwise, they wouldn't do this stuff. I mean, he gave me very much Hank vibes in yes. that scene. And I was like, my own mother, who has a big crush on Hank Boyd, she would probably understand what I'm saying right now. Like, like mother, like daughter. If she listens to this, she's going to be like, Jeanette, how'd you say that? Because but it's true. It's true. It's true. True. And I did, I thought that they did a really good job because I I struggled to figure out like the whole time I wanted so much to know what it was, but they wrote this story in such a way that they did keep it a surprise for us. Like we were mm-hmm. gen and even towards the very end, I thought, oh no, did he really do that? Even I though I know Dante, I, I I know why I love him. I know Dante, and I still was able to believe that he did something. <laughs> so the whole episode was a surprise did. to me. Yeah, yeah, I did too until he said something to Hank and then I felt and then I felt guilty and ashamed that I had put that on him. I thought maybe he did it because he didn't really have much of a choice. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think he did it because he enjoyed it or anything. Like Yeah. Well no, but... he was 14 when he stopped yeah. being his enforcer. Yeah. And the only reason he did it was to protect his mom. So you would imagine that if his mom was the threat, I will hurt your mom if you don't do this, mm-hmm. that he could have gotten this 14 year old boy to do almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. And even Mia no, said that absolutely. to him, right? Didn't she say it's mm-hmm. he's the one who should be? I don't remember how she yeah. put it, but I wanted to remember. I just didn't. I, don't know. I blocked out a lot of because I just didn't like the interaction with her. So I think I blocked out a little bit of her scenes. With this episode, <laughs> if I'm being honest, 
Well, it was that was scene mad. in the it was that scene in the car when she said that she wanted him to be the one to find her because mm-hmm. he said he hated him for it. But she's I don't I could not remember what she said to him. And he said, Well, no, he was. He said he was sorry. But I don't remember what her I only remember Dante's mm-hmm. lines. I don't remember anything she said. I don't remember either. So I'm zero help here. Zero. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't that important, right? Well, maybe not. But I mean, like this whole time, like I mean, the the whole reason that we first see me is because she's the one that's ta- like let Dante know about this note. And I mean, she wanted him to find him. She wanted all of this. So, I mean, I kind of had a feeling going through that there was, she had more to do with his death or more. She was somehow more involved in this than she was letting on. I think there had, I knew there had to be something that was going on. Did you think that right away from their first interaction? Not right away, but well, maybe a little bit because like when the note, when he got the note or whatever, it just felt like, where did that cut? Like it felt kind of out of nowhere. And like, there was yeah. no one else. That, I don't know. I just had a little bit of a feeling that I didn't think it was exactly like it played out, mm-hmm. but I just had a feeling there had to be something more to her with this. I was very slow with this. I didn't pick up on it until they were in that stash house. When they found that she texted well, and that was just, the first time I was like, Oh, <laughs> cause I think too, I think I knew that they were going to be ending this whole, like, dante mia situation and i thought well this is going to be another way to just kind of like mm-hmm. figure out how to get her out of here i don't know yeah and but. i just now remembered that the reason the way we left it before is she went undercover for them before she got the crap kicked out of her right that yeah, guy met her in the bathroom did, yeah and, no she got beat up did he okay i can't remember if he did or if he just threatened her and they got he threatened I to thought- kill her i think but he beat her up in the bathroom I thought Dante saved her, which is what happened because he left like, or something. I don't remember. Yeah, you might be right. Because when they're sitting, I remember now that when they, when he went to talk to her at night, she was sitting in her driveway, her eye was swollen shut. Mm. And so that, this is even a bigger deal now that I'm realizing just at this moment, how big of a deal it was for her to go do it again. Yeah. And I didn't really think about that, but I mean, Dante, he finds the body in the trunk. He downplays his involvement with Lon to the team because, and we saw this in the preview. If they know what I did, I lose my job. And as we said, there is no better person you could possibly work for with having a pass than Hank Voigt and the intelligence yeah. team because they've yeah. all done something bad. Every one mm-hmm. of them. And that moment, I actually had to rewind it because I didn't understand how it played out at first. But when they first arrived at the stash house and Hank is starting to tell everyone what to do, and Dante goes, I'll take the basement and just walks in front of him. And the whole team just stops. It's like, yeah, what just happened right there. Yeah. And then even when he took the photo, like, I mean, you could tell, like, was it Haley that walked out there? Yep. And I think that's why she walked down there because she could tell something was mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was very like bold in like his cover up here, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, I don't know. I, this is when I thought it was really bad. I was like, yes. oh my gosh, like what is, exactly. what is going on? Like, are you Which still working for this guy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, but he didn't actually do anything. So it wasn't as bad as it is in his head. But like we will talk about later, well, he, he thinks he deserved do- it all. He did do stuff. He just didn't do like the waterboard. Like he didn't do mm-hmm. like the things he's being accused of. I mean, I think probably to Dante and to his conscience, he did do really yeah. terrible things. And exactly. So, yeah. And I love that there, I don't see a romantic connection between Haley and Dante. I almost see it like a big sister looking out for a little brother yeah. kind of thing, oh, like absolutely. more of a friendship. So I yeah. love how that relationship has been played out. We saw it last week when Dante was the first one to notice something was up. And we see it this week when Haley brings it up to Hank that clearly something is wrong with Dante. Clearly something's going on there. She knows him. And I love that she says, I know you're new here, which at first I was like, is he new here? Like, it doesn't feel like he's as new as they made it sound, but I guess he is. This is really his first year on the team. And I forgot 
he'd only been there for that long. But she said, I know you're new here, but I have your back. We Mm -hmm. all do. And she knew. And even Hank, when he said, nope, not here. We're not talking about it here. You're going to keep your mouth shut and we're not going to let anybody else know. And I just, I love seeing them make those bonds with the other team Mm -hmm. members because these people, they do bad things sometimes. It's mm-hmm. almost always for the right reason, but they do bad yeah. things. And yeah. I love watching them firm up their relationships with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even when they do the bad, like, you, I mean, they've all, like she said, they have each other's back. Mm-hmm. They all know the things that Hank's done and not yeah. one of them would turn him in for any of it. That's just not how, that's not how it works. Like, Although I don't gotta, think Dante does. Dante does never and, knew that side of Hank. does make me wonder what Dante would think if he did know that side of Hank mm-hmm. yeah because the thing is like Dante is our new Jay mm-hmm. whether you want to, I mean and Jay up until probably that his last season though Jay was always very against like these methods as well yep. Antonio was too unless it involved children and then he always made the exception but like I feel like those two like and so Dante's now our moral compass again the mm-hmm. one that like wouldn't accept that which not that we do that anymore, which I kind of miss. I mean, not that that's like, but I mean, the grittiness. I feel like sometimes we miss the grittiness of like the police work. So, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, like, so, the, you know, they find out the stash house. That's where they find out that loop is Mia. But when they arrested him, I loved watching because was it last week we saw Hank be violent and we saw that return and we were like, yes, it was. But yeah. then this week he looked at Navarro and he's like, you don't want to make an enemy, Amy. I'm like, please make an enemy. Please make an enemy. <laughs> and I've never actually watched a show. I've been like, please be violent. Please be. But with Hank, like you just, it's Hank. Well, see, maybe you would have liked seeing Dante waterboard no, someone. Then. I would not have liked that. <laughs> that would have made me so sad. I was actually, I was actually feeling really, really anxious that he was going to do something. And I was like, no, don't do that. And my daughter was like, what? Like, this is not why I like him. <laughs> so I was really yeah. sad. These are not good. Nora, not good, right? <laughs> but what I thought was really interesting was when Hank stood outside the door, obviously, you know, he lures uh, Navarro's buddy. He lures him to this school, which it took me a minute to understand that that's where all of his punishments took place mm-hmm. and where the enforcing took place. Yeah. I, I'm slow sometimes. And so it took me like the I second rewatch to be like, oh, <laughs> but Hank stood outside the door watching this play out. He had no intention of stopping him from doing anything, but I think he wanted to see, okay, how far will Dante take this? I need to know what he's capable of. So I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to let him play this out. He only walked in when Dante finished. Yeah. That was when he chose to walk in there. Yeah. But I, like I said, it, it, it did, it puts a whole different spin on what Mia did knowing, remembering that she was beat up the last time she went on cover that she did it again. And it was dangerous because this guy, she knew at this point he murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. He used me to murder him. So he knows that I know things about him that I can't know. Yeah. And then she still goes in there again. And I, now it makes more sense why they jumped the gun because when they're like, get in there, mm-hmm. I thought, why? Well, I don't, I don't understand why they're going in there, but now I, now it makes sense. So my entire outline yeah. is like, I had to scratch think- it because. I think I've forgotten that too, if I'm being honest. So that's cool. Because they, they did jump in there pretty fast, right? Like they didn't let it so get too. very far. Yeah. Yeah. This episode left me a little confused here and there, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not it always does. confused by PD, but sometimes I need to stop trying to watch it live. Because when I watch it live, I think it's too late. And, and then so you can't I'm rewind it tired. either. Although I'm going to watch this week live because 
I need to know what's going to happen. I have to preach this week, so I can't, I can't even. Sometimes oh, I'm like, oh, no. I'm not going to be there tonight, but I have to preach on Wednesday, so I can't. I can't be home for it. How am I going to not tell you about it? Okay, don't. I won't. But I'm telling you what, everybody else better be watching it, or you're going to be harassed again. So <laughs> it's fine. I just I have no problem ignoring you if I need to, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also where this dude, although. I kept forgetting his name because I would forget to associate with him because all I could think is David Navarro, who is a musician. Right. <laughs> so that's all I could Not think of guy. when no. I saw this guy. But Navarro is the one who spills the beans of what Dante did because Mia said mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, I'm not going to tell your your cop family. I'm not going to tell your team. But Navarro did. And yeah. even this is what threw me because even Dante looked confused when Navarro was saying it. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe he didn't realize that that was the perception in the community that this is what he did. Because even after this guy gets him to go to the school and he tackles him and he's saying, you did this to Pedro, I know you did. The look of revelation on Dante's face because he yeah. wasn't going to take him to that back room. But I don't think that Dante knew this was right. the perception of him. Yeah, maybe not. Carl said it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I didn't even think about that though. But I was, I did notice that he looked confused as too, but I never really thought, I was like, oh, why are you so confused? I mean, you know, like, but yeah, maybe <laughs> he didn't realize that that's what everyone's saying about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously he gets what he needs and he's not actually going to waterboard him, but I was so nervous the whole time that he was actually going to do it. Well, I was so worried he was going to revert to violence that I actually was yelling at the screen, don't do it. But you could see I mean, right near the end that he he truly didn't want to do it. He did not want to waterboard this guy. Mm-hmm. I think he was hoping to just be convinced enough, but I do think he would have done it to sort of maintain his cover, to get the information needed. I don't yes. think he would have liked it. I don't think he would have wanted to. And I think he was right. a little bit mad that it looked like he was going to have to. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why in my head, I was thinking that maybe he did do this stuff, mm-hmm. but it was out of necessity because- he had me convinced that he was getting ready to do it yes he did up until the very end i thought he did it yeah and i mean that's like you like you said earlier i mean i think hank didn't know either so hank is trying to figure out like how far exactly are we going to take this thing Mm -hmm. you know but i really the con probably my favorite thing about the episode was the conversation that happened between dante and hank and the way that like dante was able to like tell him everything but explain mm-hmm. to him like no i did i never waterboarded anybody but you know I and mean, he explained that he did do things he wasn't proud of and that he you know felt guilty for that um even the way he said it to hank though he said do you really think i killed that man yeah and that that's I that's know. where i felt guilty because he like he was talking to you maureen did you really <laughs> I think i did that yes i'm sorry <laughs> i mean i did too so it's okay it's okay <laughs> But I mean, he admitted that he had been waterboarded, which was like, really- no, Hank found that out. Oh, yeah. He said, I didn't do it. And Hank said, you were waterboarded. And he just stared at him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's when he admitted it. Because mm-hmm. that's when he was saying, like, he, he felt like he deserved it. Which that's a oh, terrible thing, too. To yes. just feel like you, like, deserve this torture for, for the things that you've done. My poor Dante. He just, that he you could tell he carries that with him. Every time he steps mm-hmm. out into his community. Every time he steps out to do a police work. You could tell that he feels like he's making up for something it was like what gallo said in fire a couple weeks ago when he saved that person was the first time he felt like he had redeemed the death of his family and this is everything dante does it's like he's trying to redeem who he was before the things he did before yeah that's sad isn't it Mm -hmm. that's what hank says you know so you really do believe in all this stuff because they're standing outside a church which i think it's interesting that 
I don't think Dante told Hank where he was, but Hank texted him when he was inside the church and was already outside waiting for him Mm -hmm. because Hank understood him enough to know, okay, so you must not have done this. This must not be who you are. So you're going to repent for your actions in some way. And Dante says, yeah, but I love that. He's like, wait, so I'm not fired. And then Mm -hmm. Hank looked around and smiled and said, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, yeah. It's like, no, trust (laughs) me of all the things. I mean, but one of the biggest things, okay, so the preview next week, one of the main issues, we only see Adam like one time, mm-hmm. but this is like his story. So we know like that they're preparing for like some major stuff. And mm-hmm. I watched this preview too many times, Maureen. <laughs> I only watched too it once. Many times because I had to figure out like who that was laying on the ground after like the blast occurs. It is in fact, Kevin. Yes. I was worried. I mean, and not that is it bad that that gave me like a little sense of relief. I'm so sorry, Kevin. Like, I don't want it to be him either, but I really but thought Adam but has also, a daughter and potentially basically well, a wife. So, but then it could also be worse. Like, where is Adam though? Still it might cover, be worse I think. wherever he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whatever happens to him might be worse. This may not even, they may be like just throwing this out there. And this is like the least of our worries. Kevin's going to hop right back up after the explosion and be just fine. But I think that they were trying to hide that it was Kevin. And I think that's why they tried to get just the top of his neck collar, but they couldn't. We could see Kevin's hair there. It's not even just that. If you watch the scene before, like you can see that like Adam is wearing short sleeves. Well, you can see the people running towards that building. I don't remember seeing Adam before that. It's two unknowns. No, that's what it is. There's two unknowns. If you no, I took it back and froze frames and stuff. Okay. Running you did this that, last that, year too at the finale. I remember you tried to analyze I didn't know the blown up truck. Whether it was Adam or Jay, it's always Adam that gives me stress <laughs> here. Um, but no, like so there's two unknowns, but the that guy has on short sleeves, and then Kevin has on the long sleeves. So like you see that that's Kevin's outfit, the scene or the frame before the explosion. And so you can see the outfit laying there. It is Kevin, in fact. Like, I mean, I have no I don't doubt. I remember my mind. the outfit. I just I saw his head. It's the back super of his fast. head. And that was the only reason I knew it was Kevin was because I could see his hair. Because you can see like from the neck down laying there. And you can see he's got on like a long I mean, it's it's Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. And I think that the clue that we're given this week is when he comes in and Hank said, You should be sleeping. So you know that Adam is working late nights in the when you're working in the dark, you're working because you want to hide something. So he's doing yeah. something all night long in preparation for whatever this is coming up this week. Stress. So yes. Yes, it is. Because I just feel like there's a lot to happen in the episode. Mm-hmm. So, which means probably the end of the episode is going to be a cliffhanger. Like there's, I don't yeah. think there's time to resolve an entire story and not leave us with a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Well, and Chicago likes to lead their seasons like that. I uh, know they do. Because <laughs> it wasn't but, even the even the midway finale. It also left on a cliffhanger too, didn't it? Yeah. So it's just it they like be the kind toy. to us this time, since no. it might be like a long time before we find out. No, they were they. I think they already knew it was going to be renewed, and they didn't know right. Maybe they did know writer strike was coming, but the writer strike wasn't there. So I think they wrote the cliffhanger, knowing okay, we're renewed. We can do this. Well, it's stressful. <laughs> well, on that note, with the explosion and fire happening, let's jump into fire. Let's let's let's, let's dig in there. And I think, as we suspected, cover wasn't down for long, even though it was very. I mean, it happened almost. It's so funny when this stuff happens because two things we said last week happened this week, and so <laughs> we were right about what was going to happen there. 
Yeah. I mean, this whole Carver storyline, I feel like it was the big the biggest part of the episode that kept me like super nervous the whole time because it was so like you said, so back and forth in like what's happening. Because when they first bailed him out, you know, they're they're clear, like they're like, Oh, it's gonna be fine. Like there's gonna be a little investigation, but like they're mm-hmm. not concerned with like what's gonna happen because clearly he was just defending Stella, like we said, yeah. there should be nothing more to this story. Um but there's like, I mean, obviously it does turn into like a huge deal. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, wait, what? Like they want to suspend him. They want like, I don't know. It, it was a huge thing. And he, Carver doesn't, I don't think, help himself sometimes. No. Like when he storms into like the head chief's office to talk about, like, we get it. But mm-hmm. like, you're not really making your case by coming in there all hot headed like you were. But he was um, relatively calm. The uh, worst thing no, he did but... was he said, even your crazy assistant. That was the worst thing he did when he said it. Mm, he went in there. I know. I... But I mean, like we, like the, I mean, like I brought up last week, I mean, they know about all his bar fights. That doesn't look good for him. I totally he's forgot really about gotta... those until you mentioned it too. Yeah. He's got to get it under control. One thing though, I, like I had forgotten about, like, I mean, I remembered about the bar fights and stuff. I forgot about the bridge yeah. incident. Me too. And at first I thought like, I don't know. I thought maybe Emma had like come back. Like somehow Emma, Emma was still name. involving, like, I don't know, was making this worse. I don't know. That's what I thought anyway. She, she kind of did. <laughs> I mean, she did initially with, with his write-up or whatever. But I liked how he also like told him like that he he believed in like what they do and he mm-hmm. told like a backstory of like him, you know, reporting some sort of incident before and like, you know, how he trusted in like their investigations and doing what's right. Um, yeah and he said you know even like when he's done things that are questionable he always does them for the right reasons because they're the right thing and i think that's what makes i mean that's one of the things that i think makes me like carver yeah in that even when he we did meet him early on and i've kind of been a carver fan I know. from the beginning that even when he was rough around the edges i think i felt that i felt like there was something inside of him that was still good even mm-hmm. if he wasn't always doing good things yeah um so I don't know i think we still got this whole like potential thing with him and stella because stella is, which the thing is stella would have gone to bat for anyone on her team mm-hmm. i'm not saying she would have but i think because we know there's sexual tension like obviously i'm reading into it every time yeah. she does something um but she like even went to chef which I'm not sure if i would have wanted to go anywhere i near. thought that was going to be a mistake yeah but you know that's just who i'm glad that it wasn't because i'm glad that it got to show like carver praised her for that's who she is in the trying to help people and trying to like you know even when other people probably wouldn't go that extra mile I yeah mean, she always does and so and i mean this chef guy he had issues so mm-hmm. the fact i'm also happy the fact this man's getting some help exactly he's getting like what he needs because i mean he, he didn't seem like he was he just needs to help maybe he's not yeah. a bad guy maybe he's you know they can figure it out and so i think that's I happy for that but yes i was a little concerned that she was going to get herself in a mess yeah. well <laughs> even in the can't... last episode they said that when he's on his when he's on his meds he's great he's fantastic yeah. it's when he's off his meds so he does need to find some way to maintain the medical regime right. and to do that you need it requires a normal stable living environment and so when mm-hmm. she I, what i liked about this part of the episode was that stella went there to get him to drop the charges she didn't even bring it up to him when she went there because no. she saw how bad he was. And just that she said, I promise, I promise you I'm going to come back. He dropped the charges because she said that to him. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. He dropped the charges because she said, I care for you and I'm going to make this right for you. So he, she didn't even, he didn't even drop because she said it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to watch this, like, of course we're watching all this Carver mess unfold and like everyone else is getting to find out about everything because of their, their little group text that they all, well, almost everyone is a part of, not everyone. Poor Cap. Cap. (laughs) Poor Cap. Look at his poor little face when he was like, wait, you guys are in a group text without me? Like, even Tony, his best buddy, was like, like he wanted him not to be a part of it either. I felt so bad for him. (laughs) I love how he found out, because at first he was just confused how everybody knew for him. But then Uh when they're all at the table and everybody in the firehouse is phoning this off except for his. Like, so sad. But you're on there, you're on there. But once we got him, once he got added, which you know was it it was Ritter right that added him because mm-hmm. Ritter's oh, just sitting there yeah he's just a good guy like that you know he's obviously that would be me you guys know that would be me because I'm like the one that would be like okay I'll add you you know no, and it was Gallo who was like that's it I'm taking him off <laughs> <laughs> like all of his inappropriate like memes and texts that come through it's like okay now I get it yes <laughs> But it was what he was, he would take him off because obviously they didn't want to be bombarded by this. Like my daughter, she's very proud of how many times she will text a single person. Like, hmm. no, that's not, stop doing that. Nobody enjoys that. She said, my record was 34. Now I just did it a hundred times. Like, you well, like in a row? Yes. Like, what are, what are you texting? Just emojis. Stop it. Nobody likes that. Don't do that anymore. Like, I don't know, just... man. These kids might like it, actually. They might. I don't want her to be that kid. See, my kid will just silence you. Like that's, that's what, what I do. The group text for the fifth grade, the one that had the drama going on, the school mm-hmm. told us about. When I went to check Elena's, she had had it silent. She's like, "They talk way too much, mom." Cool. <laughs> you are my girl. She's like, mm. but she didn't want to remove herself because she's like, I didn't want them to know that I like didn't want to be in there. I was like okay i get it like she's trying Smart. to put up appearances but she's like she's like because then they'll ask me why i left and it'll be a whole thing I'm like, okay <laughs> so she just puts it on mute and just rolls on with her day well and it's even worse doing what they did because gala removed the mystery number and that was when bowden yes. was like uh hey guys i'm not oh. getting those text messages anymore <laughs> and poor bowden he seemed really sad like he was like hey i'm not getting messages anymore but he never, it's funny because he never said anything one way or the other, but he, what he liked was the stuff Cap was sending. That's what he liked. You know, they, they need to just text each yes. other, right? <laughs> and I love how it happened when Ritter and Gallo were trying to figure out how to do this. And like, let's just call the number. And Violet's like, that's smart. And Violet just takes over and calls him because Ritter and Gallo mm-hmm. are both too afraid to do anything. So Violet just steps in there. She's like, I have not worry about it. Yeah. Until Bowden answered and then they just slammed the phone down. I did. I was confused at Mouch's response because obviously they found out Mouch is the one who added Bowden. But mm-hmm. in the scene in the bar when Bowden's like, oh, I missed this. And he says, have a little faith. Was he saying that because he was saying Bowden's not just looking at your mistakes? Have faith that he's in this group chat for fun? Like what? I, explain that scene to oh, me. Because the scene know. confused me. <laughs> I think I just missed that or I just like ignored it because now like you're saying it. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like I didn't know if it was like, I don't know. see, you removed everybody. Now it's fine. Or if it's, see, you should have left him in there because he wasn't looking at the bad stuff. I, I couldn't, I rewound it. And I still was like, I don't, I don't understand what he's saying here. But again, I can be slow. So 
Now I feel like I need to watch it again because I'm like not really sure either. I mean, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm going to have plenty of time this summer. So. <laughs> right. And, you know, in the midst of all this, the only other thing that is happening in, in this situation, which I think it's fair to say that Chicago fans are going to be pretty ticked off about across the freaking board. Yes. Is that Joe, while he's doing this training thing that Severide recommended him for, we find out he's moved on from his training program and is now involved in an investigation. Doesn't even tell Stella and poor Joe when he's like trying to convince her, no, you know this, you know this. And when the moment of realization that hit him that Severide never told him, Joe's response is, Oh no, no, I've I've got it wrong. I mixed up. Don't believe me. No, it's fine. I, it's all wrong. I've got it all wrong. If he's backpedaling that hard that fast, it's a huge deal. And yes. the way you put it was they're giving Severide the J treatment, which is what it That's feels what, like right now. Yeah. And that was immediately, I was like, I have to like, I mean, this is what's happening. And I, I hate it because look, I'm not even, we know I'm not really that big of a Severide fan. I'm not even that big of a Stellaride fan. They're only okay for me. And it's going to piss me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. All you had to do in that scene was pretend that Stella knew. Yep. Stella knew as well. You can still have them separate if he decides to not come back. The distance is too hard. Mm-hmm. Several like, other reasons why, would work. Why does it have to be so dramatized? Like, I understand we're watching a drama. So <laughs> I do get that. But we get drama other places that I'm not sure that you have to, like, annihilate, like, the character of the That's people the that issue. we like to watch. Yeah. It's uh, not the drama like- that we don't like. It's the destruction of a character. Mm-hmm. We want drama to come at our characters. We we don't want our characters to be the the jerks that we grow to hate. We, and in this situation, we don't even know that Taylor Kinney's not returning. Mm-hmm. But now you've already put this little thing out there that makes him look terrible. Yeah. And I think what they think is we're leaving his options open for him. So now if he decides not to come back, it's all good. He doesn't have to come back. We've set up another story. But what they're not thinking through is yeah, you've left this open enough that he could come back, but now you're making us not want him to come back by exactly. doing this jerkish thing to his wife. So you can't, I get that they're trying to prepare and give Taylor Kinney all of his options to do what he feels is necessary for him in his own personal life, but you can do that without destroying a favorite character. He may not like, be your favorite, but across the board, Severide is the fan favorite on this show. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I mean, we didn't need to do anything with Severide until no. we know what's happening. Just exactly. let us pretend that he's still off doing his thing. We don't know what kind of training this is or how long it's taken. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to do this, in yeah. my opinion. It's, it's yeah, it frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating. And so we have um, this scenario that wasn't resolved, but there's also Brett, who is, I mean, hers is a little bit better of a situation, obviously, yes. but she's yes. the one who, she's the one situation who it did not get fully resolved this week, but we all knew last week this baby is not going away yeah yeah and i i do like this idea Mm -hmm. although i this this particular storyline feels a bit played out across the board on the different shows that i watch we were just talking about this on the grace podcast me and eve i mean with i feel like there's another potential for this storyline popping up there and i'm like we just at least give it a new spin this time (laughs) like i i don't know i I'm just kind of tired of them taking on the I mean I don't want to say tired of it because I mean Michaela being Kim and Adam's daughter is one of my favorite storylines that's ever happened on TV so yeah sometimes it's great but like we've also already done this a little bit with Gabby mm-hmm. and the what was the saying the little boy even though that Louis, didn't work Louis. out Louis yeah 
Um, but anyways, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like you said, we saw it coming. She can't stop thinking about this baby. I mean, she keeps going back to check. And given her background, I mean, yeah. you know, knowing that DCFS doesn't have necessarily a permanent home for this baby lined up, I mean, it's weighing on her. She doesn't care yeah. for it. And, you know, she's worried about her. Um, the way she was talking to that DCFS worker, though, the DCFS worker had to keep saying, no, I kind of take pride in my job and doing what I think is best. Yeah. And that's yeah. obviously not what Brett's intentions are to say to her, but right. her point is, yes, well, you want to do right by this baby. I love this baby. And I don't mm-hmm. just, it goes beyond wanting to do right by her. I want to give yeah. her everything. Yeah. Which I mean, and I, I know so she's, you know, decides she wants to adopt. Um, I don't know. The one good part of the storyline is Dylan does not. I knew you were going to love that. So. Yeah, he asked for some hard liquor when she announced it to him. And she didn't even, the fact that she didn't even feel that she needed to discuss this with him first, that she needed to run it by him first, that she needed to ask him shows that she, this relationship to her is not as permanent as they wanted us to kind of believe at first. Right. Otherwise her instinct would have been to go to him first. Maybe. I feel like, again, on these shows, I feel like the women never go speak to the men they're involved with, like, before they make these decisions. <laughs> Do they? Right? They just, whatever. But I, mean, I did appreciate, like, the advice he gave her. And to go see the foster parents, just to kind of see what's going on there, peace of mind, all of that. And um, she did, and I think she was happy until she found out that they have no intention of adopting the baby. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds like they've done this many times. I mean, yeah. like it, you know, they're not prepared to do that again. They give her some tips on how to fast track it, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to, is that going to work? Like, I mean, she's going back to this mom who that would make me nervous too. Like this girl had no intention of like taking care of this baby or showed any sort of maternal instincts at all. And you want her to take the baby back so that then you can like, I don't know. That whole thing made me a little nervous, if I'm being honest. I don't think she has to physically take the baby back. I think she has to say, I want my baby back. And then once she says that, she says, I want my parental rights back, then she can establish, but I want to give up guardianship to this person. Okay. It's. I think it's more paper trail than anything else of, no, we have a document saying that she wants this. And so now she's got her parental rights back, she's given it up. So that's how that, like, so in the meantime, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about how slow paperwork could be. And like, this is really going to be like, do the foster parents keep the baby until then? Like, I think they could. Yeah. But I think, and I don't think it would be this seamless in real life. It's almost no. like I equate it in real life to be like, when you get, do a green card marriage and you have to go through this interview process of, are you really together? Like, yeah. are you really taking this baby back? So it's, it does, I feel like it's not as seamless, but I think for the show, they're right. going to make it seamless. I think that for the show, they're going to make it a little easier. Although going off of the preview, maybe it's not. I mean, we see that part where she looks wrecked. Brett looks wrecked and she's crying. I mean, yeah, we see a lot of her with baby, but she looks wrecked. And the other thing too, is that how's this going to look for her when she went out of state to go contact this mom, this 16 year old teenage mom to yeah. say, Hey, it's me. Can you take your baby back? Like that? She's gonna look like a crazy person. I, it the, the storyline's not hitting right for me. No, like at all. I like the idea of it, and I like in the preview, like seeing like Matt coming back. Like I, I, I like how he's gonna play into the storyline because I think it's gonna be really good for him. All of that, but 
I don't know something just doesn't it feels very rushed to exactly like, we just like threw this in at the very last second mm-hmm. it was brought in with an extreme overreaction on her part that they tried they gave her that overreaction so that we as an audience could understand how important it was to her mm-hmm. but we it doesn't make sense to us because it was never something she brought up before that very moment and like, i don't she think didn't bring a ever even talked about wanting kids no like yes she's which- good with kids yes she like maybe that was the point of the dylan relationship because Maybe. he would go into hospitals with kids. Maybe that was the point of that relationship. Because clearly this is playing into Matt Casey's return. And I think yeah. they could be doing one of two things. I think that, because the whole preview was all Brett and Matt. That's all we saw mm-hmm. in the preview. So I think they're either preparing for Brett's character to leave the show with Matt and this new baby. Or they're preparing, they're, they built this up to have a reason for Matt Casey to come back and stay and build a life with Brett and this new baby. I don't know which way it's going to go. I think either are possible. I just haven't heard anything one way or the other of Brett's character's leaving if that actress and is maybe, done. And maybe this is a last minute storyline that happened after Taylor Kinney's leaving. Could be, yeah. As a way to try to get Jesse Spencer back if just in case they can't get Taylor back. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why it, it is like. rushed. Maybe it was rushed because it was something they threw together pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Because it seems ha- very haphazard. It feels like, where did this story come from? Why are we, why is it suddenly all that we're seeing? Where did this where did this come from? Yeah. And it just it it sits it's I mean, it's off. Yeah. I, I mean I won't mind about it. Matt Casey being back on my screen because I've I've he is one of those characters that is left and I know I think we talked about it, you don't necessarily feel this way but I have missed him. Yeah, I have. Like I feel about him the way back. you do about Severide. Yeah, I I I've missed him. I want him back. Um so I would like to have him back, but I just I don't miss him that he's gone. Yeah. The one thing I had a question about in the preview, when he's standing at the doorway and he says, this is where we had our first kiss. And then it goes to black and white. So it's like, they're trying to make you think it's a memory, mm-hmm. but in that black and white, he's wearing the exact same thing as he is in color. When he says, this is where our first kiss was. Oh, I did not notice that. So I don't know that that's a memory. I think maybe that they share that right there. I hope so. I, I mean, steamy scene. I'd love it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, we have to. We're all the basic general understanding, right? That Brett and Casey are ending up together, right? Yes. Like they have to. They've built this up. Yeah. I mean, at this point they have to, whether it be in Chicago or it be somewhere Mm -hmm. else, like they're in game. If it's not, that was really super lazy writing for the back half of the season. really mean. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, like (laughs) lazy, whatever. Like that was mean if you're not going to make it happen at some point. like It's true. (laughs) really mean i won't accept it <laughs> well that's next week and we're obviously we're, it's going to be a matt casey heavy episode and i with a i mean as much as Severin across the board is a fan favorite so was matt casey i mean we're just the anomalies who feel the opposite about these characters that the rest of the fandom does but they're still a huge fan favorites so i think having him come back is a huge deal and i think we've also realized this week that these episodes are not going to be connected at all in the finale I just realized, you know, Eve has requested to be on our finale episode. It's because of Matt Casey, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, it just clicked. That's like, why. I was like, why? I mean, not that we would love to have her, but like, I was like, why is she all of a sudden like, it's because Casey, because she misses him like I yes. do. Well, I yes. think she might miss him more than you do. Yeah, he's her favorite. Like, yes. which I mean, I think he's her. He's her person, Taylor maybe? Kitsch. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking like. <laughs> you're taylor kids no i I do think he's like i think he's her ruzak Mm -hmm. for the chicago world i think so too yeah 
And he hasn't been on there in what? A Although year? Ruzek is also her Ruzek, so that may happen. She may want to watch his heavy episode. No, Ruzek is, is Ruzek, Ruzek for her, but he's not—he's not the same as Ruzek is for you. To her, I don't know. She loves. I mean, it might be yeah, close. But if she had to choose between Matt Casey and Ruzek, I think it'd be an easy pick of Let's Matt Casey her. for her. We should ask. We'll, her. we'll have to next week. I'm gonna text. Yeah, I'm gonna text her right now. So I talked to Eve. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I said, "Question: Ruzek or Casey?" She said, "Ruzek." <gasps> She said, I thought you were about to ask me a hard question. Wow. She said Casey is or was her favorite fire guy, but she likes Ruzek better overall. So I he, did so not she know. She and that. I agree basically on that. Wow. Like, yeah. See, I told you Ruzek is everyone's Ruzek. Like, that's true. It's his personality. And his face and everything. No, I know, but his, his personality body. makes it like when but, I first saw him, the very first episode ever of PD, I was like, this is who Jeanette's obsessed with what but then he opened his mouth and i was like oh his okay voice, i get it his, we, could, <laughs> we could do a whole episode about what i love about adam Ruzek. for me it's his personality that makes him so attractive he's very passionate he's very kind he's sarcastic and he's goofy my favorite my favorite Ruzek scene ever happens to be with al <laughs> when al is typing out a letter on a typewriter and adam's like what is that <laughs> and then al pulls out the rolodex like what is that <laughs> i think this yeah i think i'm gonna have to over the summer i think i'm gonna have to watch some old episodes because there's absolutely no way i can go till january without seeing these people's faces there's no way i was reading something where they said that they it was i don't know if it was about the writer's circuit that just happened to be on there but they said that they hoped that it would just be a short time and they would be back in the fall but well, I, ABC has already basically said for half their shows that it will be probably January. Yeah, I, I saw that. Grey's too. Anatomy, Will Trent, Station Nineteen, all of those are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. So, so they're going to get short seasons. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. I just hope. Oh, please don't do another Friday Night Lights thing where you just get rid of people. Like I get people are going to have other projects, but there's a writer strike across the, the writer. It's not just like some writers; it's the Writers Guild of America is on strike. So these actors can't have other projects they're going to jump into. Don't let them leave. <laughs> right. I wonder how that works. Like, do you, do, like, I don't know. Do they get paid? Like, I don't know. Well, I know in Chicago specifically, they were, the writers were protesting at the studios so that they, uh, production on anything had to be halted on projects that were already written. So they're striking in places where filming is taking place so they cannot continue to film. At least, at least that's how it's working in Chicago specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, Good for them, I guess. I mean, give them what they need here. Yeah. So. I mean, they deserve wages. They deserve yeah. to. And like, I was watching an interview with Shonda um, about Queen Charlotte. It was a Today interview, whatever. But they had asked her if she was on strike. And she said, I'm, I am on strike because I'm a writer and I'm joining with them. But for her, it's not that she doesn't need a raise. She already makes well above She's what Shonda is necessary Ryan. for anybody. Yes. But she had said that it's not about how much she makes, how much of a raise she gets. It's about those people who are trying to make a living wage mm-hmm. and about getting them their living wage and yeah. work, getting paid according to what they do. It's a lot of work to write a TV show. It's a lot of work yes. to write a movie. There's a lot that goes into it. And almost none of the recognition goes towards the writers. It's all, oh, great you know. acting, great yeah. directing, great. Yeah, but what about the person who came up with the story? <laughs> so it's, we would have they aren't paid accordingly. Yeah, I mean the actors can't act. They can't. The directors can't direct anything without a yeah. script. So I mean, it's they're definitely square one, and they deserve it. So exactly, and maybe yeah. maybe that's why we're getting storylines that are a little mean because they knew the writers knew they were going to go on strike. So they're like, hmm, let's jack them up. 
you know, let's not, that's not fair to us. It's not our fault. Okay. We like you guys. We I would pay you if more. I could. I don't don't punish us. Please. On that note of punishing, let's go into men. Oh gosh. This was probably my favorite episode of the week though. Like I, I think agree. Med was the strongest episode, which mm-hmm. isn't always the case, but I think this one was a lot. It was a lot of setting up for probably some good stuff happening, you know, next mm-hmm. week. I think our initial drama, save as it has been for months, that it's Jack Dayton and 2.0 drama, like it has been. Um, one great thing is I believe Will and Grace are done. I think they're toying with us a little bit. No, because... I think they're done. I think Will actually, because he actually oh, no, he said did the say words. That. That's right. He yep. said, this is That's not right. going to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I screamed at my TV. I've been saying this all along. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to work. But what I felt was mean about this episode and the Will stuff, he's looking, he, when he's sitting there, he's looking at that picture, the, like a drawing, cute little like drawing of Dr. Halstead. And I'm sitting there thinking like, who drew that? Like some kid, like in the hospital, like whatever. He's all smiles, like absolutely loving this photo he's gotten. And then it gets mentioned that it's from Owen. And as soon as he said Owen, you didn't. Grace didn't even have to say Natalie Manning's son. I was like, Owen, that's from Owen. So they're still in touch, Ugh. which makes me. I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like we. I know how I Natalie, feel about it. No, we've had we've mentioned Natalie too many times for it to be nothing. I think. Unless again, the writers are like, "Ha, I'm going to get you." <laughs> Well, if that's the case, that one's really mean. And I am not happy about it now. <laughs> but, okay, here's, I'm going to send you, okay, like, I actually heard this on the other Chicago podcast, okay, that I was listening to, okay? And they don't know that it's true. They also are like, there's nothing to confirm this. But apparently, like, Rotten Tomatoes, I think that's what she said, will sometimes, like, list cast of episodes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not always correct. It could definitely be wrong. But in the finale episode... Tori DeVito is listed, and so is the actor that played Owen at one time. Boo. Now, I would love that if Natalie Manning is coming back to Chicago. I would like it if Natalie Manning was the, a tolerable human being. The other problem is, though, what if Will leaves to go be with her instead? He will not. He better not, right? There's no way. If if he does, Med is going to suffer too much. I mean... And not that... Now, that sounds bad to the rest of the cast. Chicago Med has a great cast. But Will and... Because it sounds like Maggie's might be leaving too. Yeah. So, I mean, Will has been there from the beginning, consistent from the beginning, there from the beginning. He's a pivotal part in every episode. There hasn't been an episode he missed. I think he's the main character of, of the show. He is. So, if he leaves... It's going to suffer, I think. And that's not, again, that's not a knock on anybody else, but we haven't known Crockett as long. Sharon doesn't have as big of a role because she's not a doctor. Maggie is sick, so we'd give her grace if she left and would understand it. But if Will left, it would just be like, well, why? Yeah. Why, why keep watching? I don't know. I just felt, I don't know what to think. But I mean, like you've been saying about the writer strike, are we setting up clear exits for lots of people just I think in they are. case? I think they are. Because, I mean, we saw, and again, it's because the last writer's strike, we saw so many characters 
that and these writers aren't saying we don't want to work in your show anymore. These writers do want to come back and finish these shows. They want to take part in the shows that are coming back that yeah. have been renewed by the networks. They want to continue it. They just want to be paid more. So, but the problem is in the last writer strike when people characters just disappeared without warning, without their shows truly, truly suffered and they were canceled or they had shortened lifespan because the writing suddenly took a dive because characters, they couldn't accommodate characters leaving. So I yeah. do think that they were protecting their job and protecting their shows by allowing this to be set up this way. So they had a ready explanation for why someone wouldn't return. Yeah. But with Natalie, like, I would like her if she wasn't so, I don't even know the word, but she was just so self-important and she, she could do no wrong, but everyone else did wrong. And that's what I didn't like about her. Cause even when Will would do stuff like she did, she would get mad at him for it. But she would do stupid things all the time. The only difference was she was usually wrong when she did the stupid thing and had to backtrack and apologize and make it right. Will did things that were wrong, but it ended up right because that's why he did the wrong thing was to do the right. So that's why I didn't like her character. If she could be, maybe she's learned a lot since she's been away. Because I like the actress a lot. But I just didn't like her personality on Charmed at all. I know that I'm the minority there, but I did not like her personality. Well, because I can't even like, because behind Kim Burgess, Natalie Manning is my favorite female character. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many Natalie. others above Natalie for me. I love Natalie. Maggie's I mean, maybe... not above Natalie? No. Platt's not above Natalie? No, because here's the, I consider them secondary characters. Because they don't usually have like full on major storylines. Maggie so, like, did. Not, not much really. I mean, maybe during that one time, and I just wasn't really into that much. <laughs> well, that's because you didn't like her husband. I did at the time. I mean, but I don't know. It still felt, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Violet might be above. They're like, because I like Violet a lot yeah. too. Well, but... I'd, I'd support Natalie coming back if she learned a lot. Maybe being a mother and being away helped her to get some perspective. And I wouldn't mind her coming back if that's the case. And I do. I mean, I don't, I want these shows to go on and on and on forever. Mm -hmm. Like, I never say that about a show. I'm usually very particular about like, I, I want you to like be done before you're like stale <laughs> or whatever. But like in the Chicago lane, I want them to go on forever. But I, I would love for Manstead to be in game. That would Somehow. be nice. I think because we can... I think she is the one, I think it is clear to me. I don't know how you're ever going to write a storyline now after we've talked about her too many times that someone else takes the place of the love of his life Have i don't we know talked how you about get there. a lot recently because this recently, is the first time i remember hearing her no hannah brought her up to him and then i feel like there's been somebody else brought it up maybe maggie there's been like three episodes really in the last half of the season where we have mentioned natalie's name i've just completely blocked that out well i mean i hear it and i'm like ooh natalie is she coming back <laughs> i have the exact opposite reaction because i was distraught when she left even no, though i knew it was I, coming i was so I upset oh, i was so, so glad and the thing is that like this is the most opposite we've ever been on a character <laughs> that like both like nick and tori are very much like team manstead yeah. like tori says in interviews all the time those. that she hated her exit only because she felt like she needed more time mm -hmm. like her and will needed a better scene because it was not like they agreed that they should be like and i think it's because they're just really good friends or whatever so they've yeah. always been like you know for each other being in game here was her exit a case of the act tori wanted to leave or was this a case where the writers were like all right we're gonna write your character out now that i'm not sure it it seemed abrupt either mm -hmm. way i remember her exit was just like i knew she was leaving because i mean obviously i, I do she wasn't on currently 
but it still felt like oh wow okay she's leaving right now like it felt really quick so yeah. i'm actually not sure well i i would imagine it was her because the chicago world it kind of feels like if it's the actor's decision to leave and never come back they murder you yeah and if I think hers was a good exit though yeah like yeah that's what i'm saying that's why i wonder if it was more like okay we're just gonna you want to back off we, we want you back so we're gonna leave this open-ended yeah so i don't know but who knows maybe foreshadowing we'll see we'll see but i think kind of back to the storyline i got off my own little tangent here um so i i am loving that we are finally having some like after all these years some like crockett will like interactions almost friendship like yeah scene in this scene you know i mean crockett's still worried about this you know the surgery with richard and what happened and i mean it's will that he like you know confide was a part in. of that with him yeah yeah and he you know expresses his concern i think that's will's like well you know i mean i think he's the one that sent crockett to grace to get the data correct like you know if you want well, to know no, he happened. said he said he was on his way to go get it okay that's what it was okay but grace and of course i mean i guess we didn't talk completely about like the discussion that will and grace had but like she talking about jack dayton he's trying to explain to her like you know we're not saying that jack's like hasn't been a good guy to you in the past but he does not have ned's best interest at Mm -hmm. heart and that's just something and i think she's really completely in the dark at that moment of she was but i think this going to look for this data and realizing it's not there Mm -hmm. kind of is starting i mean she's starting to get a light here like "Mm." wait a minute why is it not there because even she said this has never happened before yeah like and even didn't crockett say check the backup data and she said i did that too and it's not there either yeah yeah and then we find out from jack that it's it's because he's pulled it because he's trying to protect crockett though because this was crockett's fault there was no way there's no (laughs) and here's where i i do and this is me wanting to like give someone the benefit of the doubt but i don't think so because we know as viewers that the glitch in the system is what added like i mean what caused it to mess up and that's where that extra ablation or whatever was added mm-hmm. that he ended up he didn't need to do whatever he needed to do my medical terminology is wonderful they didn't need to do whatever he was doing to get rid of yeah. those um does did jack know that i mean he would have had he looked at the mm-hmm. old ct but did he i mean i don't i guess we don't know that for sure do we i think no he it wasn't said for sure but i think we can safely assume that yes because a he just moved it to for profit b he 2.0 like we discussed last week that is the only tech that they currently have that is a money maker and i think the reason why he spurred them out was like hey surgery is going to be performed on me i think he was he was doing that not because i want to prove to the world how great 2.0 is i think he was doing that because if this got out mm-hmm. that there was a death in there he could say well, yeah, that may have been, but why would I put myself in there if I didn't believe 2.0 could do it? So I think that he yeah. was preparing ahead of time. I think that I think the reason he was late is because he was deleting the data when he was late mm-hmm. and that he decided that last minute, no, I mean, not even Grace knew that he was going to have the surgery. It was a complete spur of the moment thing. And I think he was preparing for in case this got out, but he made it seem to Crockett like, I'm doing this because I want you to know how much I trust you as a surgeon. No, you're not. He's never yeah. been, he, all the times that Crockett has tried to approach him about something, Jack has dismissed him completely. 
this is yeah, not true. about this is not about Crockett. This is about him trying to protect his asset, and his asset is yeah. too not Crockett. Yeah, that's my opinion anyway. I and just I think, think it's brave. To that too. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's brave that if Jack knows that it was 2.0 that made a clear mistake to put himself. I don't know. That's just. That's I think that's his new... ego because I think yeah. he thinks he fixed. I think that while he was deleting he the data, I think he think he was working on 2.0 and he believes he fixed the problem. So now he's yeah. going to preemptively yeah. say, well, no, I knew and I trust it. Yeah. But I Which think I we am might glad... see him in big, big trouble next week. Yeah. And I think Grace is coming around in that yeah. way. But yeah. I think it was, it was even after all of that, that Will still told her mm-hmm. like, this won't work correct I'm yeah not, I'm, I'm not no it was up. no it was when she first came into the room and he was looking at the picture it was after it, he told her then in the beginning of the episode it's not going to work with us and then afterwards he brought oh. her the thing and that's when he said jack's not who you think he is here's the data he deleted it oh i needed that to be after that so i just knew for sure there was yeah. no reconciliation happening that no, was first but i think what's what i like about and again i i think that they will i don't think there will be a reconciliation because it, it, there isn't a lot of chemistry there and i think they noticed mm-hmm. that yeah. but what i like about grace's character is she follows the evidence even if it and, leads her yeah. to a conclusion that is not good for her that she does not yeah. like and that's what she did here she recognized okay there's something off and she's mm-hmm. because she's scientifically minded she works at the problem until she finds the reason the reason or the answer right. and she did that this week she is the one who discovered no jack didn't just delete this Jack deleted something 2.0 did wrong. And she's the one right. who was the whistleblower on that. Yeah. Although yeah. just to Will and Crockett, which I was so upset that Crockett started to believe that he did something wrong. I know. Because I could just see him retreating. And we've watched him retreat further and further into himself this entire time. And Jack is making him be dependent on 2.0 now. Mm-hmm. That's what Jack is trying to do with Crockett yeah. because he wants Crockett, Crockett's his best surgeon. Crockett knows 2.0 better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So if Jack can get Crockett to stay and be dependent on 2.0, then he knows he's guaranteed moneymakers safe in all areas. Yeah. Crockett's going to be ticked off though. Oh, absolutely. I cannot wait for that. I can't wait. It's going to be good for sure. Speaking of characters coming back, it was really nice to see Sam because I love Dr. Sam and I, it was a nice surprise to see him on there. I didn't even know he was going to come on and I know his wife from a different show. So I forgot for a minute. Oh what yeah. Her connection was to Madeline. Like, who, whose wife is from? she? It's uh it was a show that was, it was canceled after one season. I was ticked off because it left on a cliffhanger and then they canceled it. Like, oh. I don't, I'll have to look up what it was. I don't remember, okay. but it was, it was years ago. Um, but I forgot who her connection was. So I wasn't even mm. expecting Sam to come in the room. And then he came in yeah. the room and I was very excited. I uh, love Dr. Sam. I do too. Actually, he, I like him a lot. <laughs> Every time he's on the screen, I just, I love his personality. Yeah. And this, uh, this storyline here, like I had to laugh. I had to tell my husband about it mm-hmm. because um, when they said, you know, that she doesn't have a UTI, that she in fact is pregnant. And he responded with, no, I had a vasectomy seven years ago. My husband, too, had a vasectomy almost seven years ago. Like a month away from being seven years ago. And I was thinking, oh, my God, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, I mean, I know that it can, like, happen. But, like, seven years, like, it can happen. Like, Well, like Dr. Sam said, usually if there's a problem, it happens in the first year or two. This was an anomaly. But no one in that room looked super shocked. I mean, like. Except for him. He did, but I mean, like Hannah didn't 
even after the initial shock it wasn't like he was he wasn't like no this can't happen like he clearly knew it can happen so i'm like oh i feel like there should be follow-up appointments like every few years you should have to follow up the yeah, urologist just that. to make sure there's nothing happening i think what saves us from that is our age because it's much harder when women get older as opposed to when men get older i know but it's still but that's a mother's life and so it's i get her excitement too because i mean yeah. she was obviously more excited and i love that dr abrams his what he said was i'm gonna have to sue him he told me that he's never had an unsatisfied customer and she said that's your response to this and that was when hannah was like i'm gonna duck out actually i was a little bit proud of his response because my husband would have probably looked at me and be like is there anything you need to tell me that's where i thought it was going for a minute (laughs) no i'm like i'd be if i ended up pregnant i'd be getting a divorce because there's no way i'd be able to convince him without a paternity test that i'm not cheating exactly because <laughs> it's been seven years well but i mean that didn't even cross their mind you know no probably, either one of them no and honestly, i mean obviously like, not hers but they're pretty far along right because that 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 ultrasound looked clear like a baby see here's my problem with tv pregnancies yeah the ultrasound it looked like a well-developed baby her yeah. stomach didn't even have a tiny little pop well, the thing is, though, I, I've had people like I've known people like that. Washboard thin? Yeah. Actually. When the baby's that far, there has to be even yeah. a little pouch, like maybe mm-hmm. not a belly, but a little something there. If there's no, another human being growing inside, I can't imagine that. I hate I'm it. I'm telling you, I knew I knew somebody and it was because they were somebody who like was really fit and worked out a lot. That's dumb. And it makes me think because I mean, she obviously looks really great yes. too, or whatever. So I, I think I don't know. Because the baby, because we also were able to tell what the gender was already. Mm-hmm. So the baby had She's to, at least 18 weeks, at least. I mean, I would say 16 to 18 at least, because I mean, a, do- a doctor like Hannah might be able to, if, if the baby, especially if it being a boy, if he clearly showed himself, you yeah. would be able to tell probably mm-hmm. by 16 weeks. But no, yeah. I mean, no earlier than that, because I don't even think that stuff develops before that to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell with like, blood test to see the chromosomes and stuff but and they uh, said they saw it on the ultrasound yeah so, so i mean they I saw an image she of had it. to be 16 and the, the baby the ultrasound picture in my opinion looked about 18 yeah a or so. very developed baby yes so and i mean the surgery she had to perform when sam was in that room like i i felt sam's nervousness and i know hannah was smart enough to know this is gonna be a problem but i'm gonna let you sit there for a minute and I love that Hannah stuck to her guns and kicked him out mm-hmm. because he's been there longer than her. He's been a doctor longer than her. He is not yeah. afraid to speak his mind and push you back, mm-hmm. but she held her ground and she kicked him I out. I think she, she is one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. that's ever been on med for those reasons that yep. she knows she is good at her job and she is confident in herself that she doesn't let anyone like take that confidence from her. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was proud of her too, because Sam can be intimidating. Like I feel like if I, I wasn't against him, I would fold so quickly. Like there's mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. Especially when he threw, "I'm her medical proxy" in her face. Like, ooh, he's not terribly wrong. But thankfully, what? she knew what. What's his wife's name? Michelle. Michelle. That's right. Yeah. He. She yeah. knew. Hannah knew what Michelle wanted because obviously she talked to Michelle beforehand, and she knew that this is she wanted to save the baby at all costs, and this is what it required. Yeah, And it was yeah. so nice to see Sam. Because, ha- I mean, Sam is the same way as Hannah is. He's very confident in what he does. He knows yes. he's good at his job. Yeah. 
Yeah. But to see him be vulnerable was so, and he's not vulnerable when it comes to anybody else mm-hmm. except for his wife. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's the kind yeah. of relationship that everybody wants with their spouse. And I love it. it made me think back because one of the, the episode where they think he's dead and we need yeah. Michelle is and one of my favorite episodes <laughs> because they think that she's a gold digger and turns out mm. now she's got more money like than <laughs> I mean, like he does. So I love that because it definitely would appear that way mm-hmm. on the outside looking in. I mean, she's a young, beautiful woman. Not that he's not a handsome man, but he's much older than her. Yeah. And I mean, it's just whatever. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that to see them so in love and yes. to hear like, and I mean, yeah, you said he, seeing him be vulnerable because mm-hmm. that's something we've never seen from him ever, ever, not even an inkling of mm-hmm. it. Like, I mean, he's, we've seen him be, you know, softer around Michelle. Yes. But, but never, never like vulnerable. And I think it was cool. And even the little onesie at the end, when we did find out, <laughs> you know, that it was a boy and that I was like, that's so cute. I love how he said it, which is like, what if it's a girl? It's. It's not. It's not. If, and then it was like, oh, and then he realized, oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to. See, you know, when he wasn't upset. When all. he said that, I thought he was saying, no, I'm willing it not to be a girl, is where I thought I he thought was so going. Too. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just his personality that yeah. things are the way I say they are. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I thought at boy. first, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was good. It was a good scene. But I like what that brought out in Hannah, too, because watching him be vulnerable and discuss his fears over being a parent. And he's he's self-aware enough that he can say, I I struggle being a good parent mm-hmm. and a good spouse at the same time. It forces Hannah to look at how far she's come, because I think a lot of ways Hannah still views herself as this addict because mm-hmm. you kind of have to in order to stay in recovery. You have to remind yeah. yourself, I'm yeah. an addict. And if you say that to yourself so often, you begin to forget the headway you make you get you forget Mm -hmm. that you're actually making strides and you're doing good things because you're so Mm -hmm. focused on i can't let myself slip i i have to remind myself i'm an addict so it was it allowed her to kind of look at herself and be like hey i have come a long way yeah and i mean that and we saw that a lot in that conversation with nelly which happy to see nelly back because i love her and i'm like can she be on more episodes please please i'm gonna Um, pause remind me who nelly is dr quavis Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yes, sorry. Dr. Cuevas, last week, we brought her up last week, and we said, Mm -hmm. where is she? Bring her back for Sean. And now we see her in the mix. So I think, are we onto something? Are we just really brilliant people? Is that really what it is? Maybe, yeah. Or just really intuitive, I think. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) No, No, but I like seeing her, and I liked her talking about her dating apps. Of course, in my head, the whole time, like, of course, like, I said I wanted her to get, well, both these women, they're talking about dating. And both of them, I'm like, Dr. Will Halstead is like right there for both of you all. Like whoever wants him could go snatch him up. Like he would be a great catch for anyone. But in that conversation, you know, is where Hannah was able to realize like, this is the longest I've been sober. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that like, like you said, I mean, I think she does view herself as this broken like person, this addict that just can't let herself live other than just you know trying to Mm -hmm. do that and so i like that she's having that realization now i'm not sure i like where it's gonna take us are we really doing this are we really are her and dean really gonna be a couple because they are pushing it he is old enough to be her father i mean the the actor and actress are he's like i looked it up he's in his 60s he is my mom's age mm -hmm. she is just a little bit younger than me 
Yeah, he was an adult when I was in elementary school and watching Wings. That yes. <laughs> and Hannah Jesse or Jess was it Jess? It's Jesse. 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 Yeah, Jesse. She I don't think was born when I was in elementary school. So uh, she's. I think I looked her up. She's in her mid thirties, so she's just a few years younger than us. Well, I was in kindergarten when she was born. Then. Yeah, he's. I'm pretty sure he's in his early sixties. He's my mom. He absolutely is. Yeah. And Which, I think, you know, no judgment. Okay. That's fine. Like when you were all adults, 20 years age different probably isn't that severe. It's really not. But is it's, that what we want for them? I just don't think it fits. Although no. I, it just clicked in my head that we're coming off. Her realization is coming off. I was getting Michelle ready to Michelle and Sam. Yep. That we love as a couple. But we love them because they work. Dean and Hannah, they work as friends, as a romantic relationship that their entire friendship dynamic would completely alter. As friends, they work and make sense because it makes sense, but pushing it to something else is going to completely alter their relationship. Here's my thing. I think she had never dated Will. I wouldn't have this issue because I view Will as like a love interest like that i could be into you know what i mean like i view mm-hmm. this like he's someone i'm attracted to if i yeah. lived in this world i would be interested in him whereas stephen weber dean archer great guy handsome man mm-hmm. i view him as a fatherly type yes figure. so it's hard like but like michelle i have no connection to her so her with sam i don't know i think it's that connection that she dated someone younger that was her age age appropriate hannah did and then that the next relationship will be someone who has a, such a large age gap that it is hard for me to get my mind wrapped around. I think it's if also it hard meant for Will. It would just be okay. She just likes older men, and I'd accept it, and it'd be fine. And I, I don't know that I'd have a problem with it because the chemistry is there. I'm not going to say it's it is. not because it is. But I think it's more like daughter, father, daughter, and I think part of that is because Dean has sort of mentored her in a lot yeah. of ways, and I think yeah. that's what my issue is with it is that. No, you don't. He's like, I don't see sexual like a dad attraction. His kid. Yeah. Like, no, that's that's weird. Don't date someone who's going to do that. And then you throw in like the Sean thing. I really think that's where they're going to head with it. I, I do. Because I think that, especially with what we see yeah. at the end of this episode, that Sean is missing. I think, I really do think that Hannah is going to be a big part of his recovery in the way that Will was for her. And I think mm-hmm. that while they won't be together right away, I think that she's going to be the only one who's going to be able to have pull and sway over Sean to get him to understand what has to happen. And of course, we don't know that I mean, Sean is missing because he had an OD, but I think that's where they're trying to get us to think. I think he did. I mean, or, they, well, okay, they could be trying maybe, to surprise us, but. He may not have, but I do think at the very least he is. Spiraling. Preparing to use again. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Hannah and Dean are probably not Dean because we see him like I don't know. I don't think it'll be Dean just the way the preview no, plays I think it'll out. Be Hannah. I I hope that it's Hannah that is able to reach him before he's able because otherwise, if he uses, does that affect like his giving of the kidney and stuff mm-hmm. too? Yep. Yeah, you have to be clean. So that's oh, that's gonna be a lot, but. But I'm, I think so that that's I think that's the direction weird. they're going to go. I think they're going to have Hannah be a key part of his recovery, mm-hmm. and in that, they will be together. In the yeah. end, I, I think it'll be a long, just like with Will, we have to wait a very long time and for him to even end up with Grace. I mean, he went for a long time without being with somebody. And Hannah's relatively new. 
Yeah, right. Hannah's relatively new to the cast, so I think we're going to see a long time before she starts dating, but I think in the end it will be Sean. I think we need someone to date, though. Like I know we do. The show has zero But maybe romance. not the addicts. <laughs> no, Will and Natalie, his long-lost love returning is what needs to happen. I kind of even like Crockett and Hannah, though. Like they were, they had those moments, and then I liked yeah. Quavis and, and then, Sean. Well, like Doctor, no, I'm still look. If Hannah can't have Will, then let's give Nellie Will because, <laughs> like, look, I thought you wanted Natalie her? for Will. Well, the, as long as Natalie doesn't take him away, I don't know what I want. <laughs> there I it is. There it is, folks. <laughs> I don't want Grace. We know this. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, I just think Nellie. Like, I just love her character. I love. Mm-hmm like that we don't see her very often but every time she is there i'm absolutely drawn to her Agreed. Like, even this week i mean i felt so sorry for her that she was like doubting herself and her abilities when they had like that david daniel um, that patient daniel no david is his name it is david because daniel's dr charles yes something <laughs> i think it's david the david patient. sullivan we should know this. this is our husband's name both of our husband's name we really should remember yeah that confused me for a minute because it, it, it confused Dr. Charles too, obviously, because she was trying to say, well, I'm not comfortable going in there. I don't want to do this. And Dr. Charles was like, well, why though? And so he was clearly, I think that he had said it was her idea when they did that. And that was so sweet because David, remember David was the one who was hearing voices yes. and like when they were, when they were talking about Michelle's thing and she was listening to her symptoms, I was like, that sounds like pregnancy, not UTI, and it was pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And Same. with David, he's saying all these things. Like, that sounds more like what you would say to yourself than what it would be a voice. And yeah, I was loving it because in my head, I was thinking, oh, sweetie, that's just regular anxiety yeah, exactly. that we all talk to each other. <laughs> I have those conversations like with myself mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and it, it, on one level, it was really sad that he had voices had been such a part of him for so long yeah. that he couldn't differentiate the only thing that was tripping me up was dr charles was like really huh like dude is it not his own voice it was his reaction that was making me think i was wrong in that assumption that it yeah. was his own voice but that's what it was and so when he watching her, dr cuevas because in the beginning dr cuevas was like i can't be with him i can't be alone with him it's gonna mess him up but in the end, she was the one who could get through to him mm-hmm. in such a real way that he the kid was crying in his yeah. chair like oh i cried with him i felt so bad for this sweet kid who was so desperate that no one would know what was wrong with him and i think it's kind of foreshadowing dr cuevas too like she doesn't want anyone to see her flaws because she right. thinks that that completely diminishes her ability to do anything mm-hmm. and it plays into dr charles this week too because with him and liliana like she attacked him for that too and he was like wait what is happening right now her brother got in her head yes and like and that's the thing oh i felt i felt kind of mixed a little bit on different things like at first when he she was like he's like you're just gonna bail him out in my head i'm thinking no it's a brother i mean i have a brother i i don't know i feel like i would feel inclined to maybe not do it all the time but if he was in a bind and he needed something i don't know i feel like i'd be feel inclined to like do something but just the part she attacked him over like when he said we well, just move in with me and she's like no i don't want to like almost like he was trying to pity her like no no, I mean, I think he just didn't ask you because he just, you were doing your own thing and he wasn't going to stand in your, in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Not because he did. And who's to say that even if he did just ask you just simply because 
it was of necessity at the moment doesn't mean it wouldn't work out exactly dr charles doesn't strike me as the type that would like ask something that he doesn't mean though Exactly. you know i mean he's not gonna read he's not gonna do it he would be willing to probably put you up somewhere and help you with financially Mm -hmm. but he's asking you to come stay with him yeah and honestly when it when she told him about buying the house her reaction to his thoughts of have you vetted this have you done this and she flipped out on him that would make me gun shy to ask you to move in with me too yes i mean she got really upset with him so yeah. he decided to hold back. I actually thought he wanted to ask for them to move in with him. I was a little mm-hmm. surprised he didn't, but given her reaction, it makes sense. And here, this is completely in her own head because yeah. A, Charles, Dr. Charles has never treated her like a charity case. Not nope. ever, nope. not once. And her, it's, I think she's starting to realize, and I think this is going to be Pavel's, we've been trying to figure out what is his, what is going to be his thing here? Because something is going to be bad. I think this is it. I think yeah. she's realizing I can never fully give myself to Dr. Charles and be with Dr. Charles because I had to care for my brother. And I don't think this is the first time she said to bail her brother Probably out. He's not. clearly asleep yeah. on the couch because he got too drunk and he's in money. He has money problems because he's got a gambling yeah. addiction. Yeah. And she even said that he had a gambling problem. So this is not the first time she said to bail him out. And yeah. I think the more she realizes how often she does that and contrast it with Dr. Charles I think that she doesn't want to put him in a position where he's going to feel like he has to bail her brother out. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't want to live with him. And the best way to end something that you want to protect someone from is to like end it. And I think she's trying to push Charles away for that reason. Yeah. What do you think he was doing was he was up against, because when he left her apartment, Dr. Charles set up against the wall, like he was calming himself down. Like, what do you think he was doing right there? What do you think was going through his head? Do you remember that scene? Yeah, I do. Um, I didn't really think much about it. I think he was just like, just absolutely because he got a little heated he which did. I was like and I mean I don't blame him because he just couldn't believe that she would think that about him um but it was just definitely like I think he was just calming himself like okay what did you think I don't know I thought I felt like they were making too big of a deal about it for it to be yeah trivial I mean it definitely I, I've never seen him lose his temper like he did mm. well I mean not in like I don't know not, not to in, a significant other no it it did it felt really but i i mean felt real i mean that he was obviously you know just couldn't believe she said that but and i think for him too like he was we've been picking up on his skepticism of Mm -hmm. pavel for weeks and i think now he's like okay so this has got to be done now this guy is completely destroying her yeah and i think she her not seeing that upset him too yeah and i think but I don't know that there's anything he can do. What can you do with that? You can't force Nothing. her to see it. And I no. mean, I don't know. You can't. I know. So. But I, I do hope that because the like we've talked about every week, they Med has so many different storylines. They can only choose one mm-hmm. and it's a half a second about it. So I do think that they should continue this next week. Hopefully. Maybe they won't wrap it up because I, don't think, I think they're leaving everything open-ended. Yeah. But next week looks like what we've been predicting for the finale. Mm-hmm. We'll storm it into Sharon's office and just explaining how like 2.0 can't be like used mm-hmm. for profit, basically saying like, I mean, I don't know what words he used, but basically telling her it's dangerous, that it can't be yeah. trusted to do this. Like, I was like, yes, there we go. And then I think Crockett, when Crockett's going to speak to the public, I think he's going to just say it. Do you? Yeah. Like, he's just going to flat out tell him yeah. that stuff, which makes me a little nervous because that is like, Jack is still in charge of the hospital and that mm-hmm. could be like career suicide for for crockett there i don't know but the benefit there is that the public will turn on jack 
Yeah. Because no one's going to want to trust that machine. Yeah. So all of his for-profit dreams, he's going to lose boatloads of money and he's going to have to reevaluate. So. Yeah, true. But I do think that Crockett, he is going, the Jack's pivotal move, his wrong move was trying to blame Crockett for the machine's error. And I think that's going to set Crockett off. And now Crockett's going to be like, no, you have to be stopped no matter the cost. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know how you both know this, but in the preview where it's, you know, it's showing one word at a time, uh-huh. but it started with the word will. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a will heavy episode. Even though every time I watch the preview, I know that's part of the bigger question, but just the fact that will showed up on the screen first, that's all I could think. And I definitely thought that too. I, I was like, oh, wait, what? Will? No. <laughs> just convenient timing. Um, The Dean collapsing though. Like, Ugh. Because that's, I'm also, I'm like, at what point is the finale taking place? Like, is it like directly after like this? Or are we going to have like, how much time is in between? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, I guess it, to stay in line with fire, it's going to have to be a little bit of time in between because we got to get Matt Casey back there. Yeah. But I'm like, so does that mean, have we, the problem is the longer Sean is gone, I know the more likely that he's using. But maybe he did, maybe this takes place after they found him and they realize you are too unstable and we can't use your kidneys. So Dean is yeah. still waiting. Maybe. I don't so know. I mean, that part made me a little nervous because I'm like, okay, well, where is Sean then? Like, yeah. Um, or maybe it's after the surgery and Dean didn't react well or went back to work too soon or something. Maybe. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, but either way, I think the kidney thing is going to be part of the cliffhanger. I think so too. I I think the archer life is going to hang in the balance. The archers are going to be part of the cliffhanger somehow, Mm -hmm. whether it be Dean collapses. And then at the same time, Hannah is finding Sean about ready to use. Maybe. Yeah. It it might be. I'm going to be mad if that's where they end it with. (laughs) I I am not going to enjoy that. I'm just saying. Oh, Dick Wolf. Because hmm. I don't know what else. Because I again, I don't feel like you have time to fully flesh out that storyline in an episode. No. And I think that was their plan. That was mean. It was very mean. As long as, look, I thought we were going to have them like going through the surgery and somebody coding at the end of like the season finale. Like this is where I originally thought. So I mean, I'm that could still that, be it. It could be. And we don't know who, which archer it is that is coded exactly because maybe if this is an maybe dean would have been like i know i told you i'd take your kidney but you disappeared i can't do this now you're too unstable but then maybe he he collapses and like okay well we need to sean wants to do this we need to do it and then they he codes not that i'm encouraging that storyline but (laughs) there's no good options here i think they've picked up on the fact that sean is an asset to the show so they he's fair game to use in the cliffhanger well they listen to our show and we Clearly. told you all that he's an asset so <laughs> we're the problem sorry we people stop talking <laughs> my bad so that's it for chicago this week but next week is the finale for season for season 11 10 and 8 for our shows and i said that in the wrong order though 10 11 and 8 so they're all gonna be insane next week this week you get our final Grey's Anatomy Station 19 podcast for the season. We just had the finales last week, so that's coming at you on Wednesday. The 911 finales you should have already seen on Sunday. Um, and then this one, we'll have one more of these out next week, Tuesday. And then mm-hmm. we're going to take about a week break, and then we're going to plug into Cruel Summer Netflix shows. So 
all fun things coming at you in the summer. If you do not watch Cruel Summer, go ahead and check out our Cruel Summer Facebook group. It's, what do we rename it? Cruel Summer? Um, Cruel Summer, Cruel Summer Family Fan Club. Oh, okay, there it is. It used to be Turner Family Fan Club because it was about a different family last the last time it was on. They changed it on us. Yeah, They did. So check out that group and start reading some of the things about there. We're going to be posting some previews and any any snippets we get from the show as they prepare to release it on June 4th. And we're going to start diving into those episodes. We'll do weekly recaps on those. And that show is proven to be really intense. So that's you really want to get on those recaps. Also join our one Chicago family fan club group. It's one Chicago, Chicago family fan club, even though they're about to take a summer break and who knows how long of a writing strike hiatus, we still have things in there. We still want to get you some interviews for them. And we'll be in that, If we do get interviews with the cast members, we'll put it in that group and we'll ask you to ask us questions for them. So lots of fun things to go on around there. Lots of fun things coming at you. Do not forget to subscribe to our channel. That is the best way for us to make sure that we can get you interviews is to show that we have a, big a listener base that wants to hear interviews so if you want to hear interviews if you want to hear from your favorite characters of these shows go ahead and subscribe to our youtube channel and to our podbean accounts or any wherever you listen to our podcast on whatever platform subscribe to it and give us some good ratings give us feedback if you mm-hmm. want to hear something different than what we're doing let us know we don't know until you tell us we're fans putting this out for other fans because this is what we wanted to hear so if you want something different let us know can't guarantee we'll change it but we'll at least listen to you a little bit something so that note we will see you next tuesday bye guys bye loving our content subscribe to our youtube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends we want to continue the conversation with you you can find us on instagram twitter or tiktok under fandom family chats or one of our ever-growing facebook groups by searching family fan club we've also launched a website Family Fan Club 2021 at wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows. <laughs>